podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to Double Century on the 99.94 Podcast Network. Shane Watson comes in and is bounced straight away by Ishan Sharma. It's the same Shane Watson who only a few days earlier was talking about his struggles against the short ball, and only a few years earlier was openly campaigning for Phil Hughes' spot. Now he was facing a bouncer in a test match, and you can see him take his eye off the ball. He turns his head, and there is that instant fear that you now have. You can see the back of his skull. The ball is going towards the unprotected zone. And then it misses. But you can also see the men on the hill who are cheering each bouncer. You can also see Warner looking unfussed from the non-striker's end. And you see it all in a way that you never saw it before because of what happened to Phil Hughes. But the cricket still goes on. Australia is playing a test match against India. Warner is out in the middle. He will stop when his score reaches 63 to celebrate a new landmark. That of Phil Hughes' last innings being stopped on 63 not out. If in cricket law 87 is the devil's number, then it seems for this test at least, 63 is God's number. And it isn't just Warner, this Adelaide test match between India and Australia becomes a live cricket memorial. It is touching, amazing, and seemingly never-ending. Warner remembers Hughes on 50, 63, and 100. Michael Clarke on 37, but hits a boundary to skip 63. Steve Smith did it on 50, 63, and 100 as well. Ryan Harris, Nathan Lyon, Mitchell Johnson and Peter Siddle all remembered Hughes when they were taking their wickets. There was looking at the sky, raising their bat at the sky, standing by his number, pointing at the number, touching the armband, patting 408 on their heart, raising the ball to the sky and kissing the armband. And armbands have been too prevalent in recent cricket history. They were worn after terrorists attacked the Sri Lankan team and when Andy Flower and Henry Olonga wanted to protest their government's regime. These were for the victims of fascism and terrorism. The one in Hughes' honour is for a victim of cricket. Oh, and it wasn't just the players. The crowd cheered when the total went to a score of 408 as well. Phil Hughes' test number. It was as if the 63 seconds of applause from day one would never end. Welcome to Double Century, a podcast on the history of cricket. This season is about the Adelaide test after the death of Phil Hughes. This episode covers Mitchell Johnson striking Virat Kohli in the head and then Virat making 100. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Hosting a big game watch party? Well, you've probably got a playbook's worth of things to execute before people start showing up. And the pressure is high. So add Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery, to your pregame prep. And get drinks delivered before kickoff. That way, you won't miss a single play. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com slash hosting dash handled. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com slash hosting dash handled. And claim your position as most valuable host. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations. Then a noise happened. Heart skipped. Some players heard the same sound they had at 2.23 p.m. the 25th of November at the SCG. And this Adelaide Oval crowd go quiet. On commentary, 
James Brayshaw says, whoa! He loses himself in the moment. He is paid to be loud and blokey. Struck! He's barking excitedly. Right on the helmet! But then Brayshaw realizes the moment. This isn't just another accurate bouncer. So Brayshaw tries to dial it back. It's not three weeks earlier. It's 63 not out time. Brayshaw's commentary is echoed throughout the crowd. This noise of, wow, he hit him on the head, with deafening silence afterwards. By the time the ball hits the ground, the crowd is already starting to hush. From 100 metres away, it feels like you can hear the ball hit the ground. This heavy thud. And it's the last noise that registers for a while. Mitchell Johnson is the bowler, and he walks down to Virat Kohli, the batter. His head is leaning to one side. He's trying to see underneath Kohli's helmet. He's basically trying to tell if Virat is okay. His walk is quick and worried. There is no aggression in what Mitchell Johnson does. It's the same walk someone has after causing a traffic accident. He needs to get down there. He needs to know that Virat is okay. Unlike many times, Johnson's eyes aren't part of a terrifying stare. They're terrified. Australian fielders turn up from everywhere. Chris Rogers puts a hand on Coley. So does Warner. Brad Haddon comes in as well. Coley was at Hughes' funeral and is now surrounded by worried Australian fielders, the mourners. The same fielders that Faf Duplessis referred to as a pack of dogs only a couple of years earlier. The same men who told James Anderson to prepare for a broken fucking arm. The same men, but they're not the same now. They stood around for support, not for sledging. The arms weren't broken. They were rubbed. Mental disintegration had gone, and it was replaced by the cricket unity. Two teams, one family. Virat Kohli had his helmet off for all of six seconds. He was shaken up. His head was hit by something at 90 miles per hour, and suddenly he was surrounded by well-wishers. Worried looks from each and every one of them. But to be honest, had the same thing happened and Johnson gone straight back to his mark, Coley might have been ready to face without any delay anyway. But that wasn't going to happen in this test match on the first hit on the head. Coley pushes away his batting partner, Chiteshwar Pajara. He nods at Clark, waves the umpires away, and maybe he was in shock. And this was, of course, before concussion protocols, but maybe he was just trying to posture. He didn't want to be seen as the victim. Johnson turns, and despite the fact that Coley looks okay, Johnson does not. Clark runs over to ruffle his hair, and he then puts his hands on his shoulders. Johnson looks like someone who has just seen something he shouldn't have. He tries to act busy, walk past Clark, a stop at the crease to check his footmarks, maybe trying to trick himself into forgetting the last ball, the last fortnight, all of it. The ball before he had actually tapped the 408 on his shirt. He couldn't forget. It was in his eyes and on his face. Mitchell Johnson's walk back to his mark just felt longer and harder than it usually was. And it also didn't feel like he was bowling at full pace. And you wondered how much of that was because of what happened to his friend. Remember that Mitchell Johnson had built his reputation on hurting people with the ball. That is what he did. That is what people talked about. That is what got him endorsement deals. Literally hitting people with the cricket ball. And now he had just hit Virat Kohli and he had to go back to the top of his mark and pretend like Phil Hughes had not passed away. Virat was a bit more like Varun Aaron. He just got on with the cricket. And it's not a surprise. Virat Kohli's father died during a Ranji Trophy match in his first season. Virat was the not-out batter overnight when his father passed. He still batted the next day and made 90. 
The Indian team was not playing anywhere near the level of Virat Kohli. They were fumbling, dropping, missing balls in the field. Their bowlers weren't finding the right line or length, which is why Australia scored so many runs. They seemed to be roughing up the pitch for off-spinners, despite not having one. And most of their batters had given away starts. They were just playing normal cricket, of course. But Virat Kohli, he was doing something else, something special. He hit a cover drive that should be put in the Louvre. Off his pads, he was a virtuoso. And when they went short, he handled it. When they went full, he punished them. He was all business in one of the most personal tests that has ever been played. At 100, there were no gestures for Hughes. He was full of fire and brimstone. He swung his bat around like an axe, like he was inspiring his team, threatening them to be better, showing them what passion really is. This test meant a lot to so many people. But regardless of Hughes, it meant just as much to Coley. He pointed to his damaged badge like a warrior who had conquered an army. The thing is, for so many players in this game, it was such an important moment. But when you watch Virat Kohli, especially in a game like this, you realise that every moment of Test cricket was such an incredible moment for Virat Kohli. He played on a different wavelength than everyone else. He was the perfect player to be in this romantic test, not just as a pantomime villain, but as the one person who remembered how much it mattered to be out there batting. Because while Phil Hughes didn't have the talent level of Virat Kohli or the aggression of him, what he had was the same passion to just be out there making runs. Virat Kohli honoured Phil Hughes just by batting. Double Century is a podcast on the 99.94 network. You can download our app via the show notes or look for us on social media to see all the podcasts and audio we produce. If you prefer your podcast ad-free, you can support us on Patreon to get that version. You can find the link in the show notes. Double Century on 99.94 is a podcast narrated, produced and co-written by me, Jared Kimber. Abhishek Mukherjee is the main writer and Nick McCorriston edits, mixes and co-produces the show. Sports Social Podcast Network.